This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. Yeah, IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com forward slash B. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. We're proud to be sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for FlexBlocks. Win time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Yeah, make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com slash BE. On today's show, the guys are talking chat GPT, the good, the bad, the ugly. We've also got an EduTech tip, that and more up next on EduTech Guys. You're listening to the EduTech Guys, edutechguys.com. Hello and welcome to the show. I'm David Henderson. Hey, I'm Jeff Madlock. Yeah, hey, thank you so much for tuning in, turning on, downloading, grabbing the episode, all that good stuff. All of that good stuff. You can find us on the web at EduTechGuys. Just put the little at sign in and EduTechGuys and you're going to find us. We're out there. Also at www.edutechguys.com. All the good stuff coming back at you. Check us out on the tweets and the chats and the poops and the bops. That's where we'll be at. That's right. All the boops and bops. The beeps and baps. I think I said poops and I do apologize for that. (laughs) Well, some, sometimes we're there too. <laughs> I've, been, I've been rereading some ch- some children's books from my childhood, and you know everybody poops is one of them. So that's been my brain. And speaking of, <laughs> speaking of poop and something on my brain, right. today's con, con me David's con me in today to talk about Chat GPT. That's right. We're going to talk about Chat GPT <laughs> and the good, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I and guess. the ugly. So yeah, no, that's a inter- You know, I do not really know that much about Chat GPT. I, I know that uh, several of uh, the world's greatest educators on Twitter and Instagram are all up in arms about the good and the bad of it, and they they have their opinions. And you know, at one moment I'll watch a, a video or a reel or a TikTok about you know ChatGPT can do this for your classroom and this for your classroom, and then it'll be the same people like, but stay away from it. The kids are going to use it and they're going to cheat, and we're never going to be able to know. So you know, I guess that's interesting. Is like, if they're smart enough to figure out how to use it, then isn't that an intelligence in itself? I mean, well, uh, you know, and and to me, it's so funny. It's like anything new, right? So, you know, we had calculators when we were in school, and that was a new thing. And, you know, we couldn't use calculators because you're not going to have a calculator in your hand at all times. 
you know that's true but, but uh, a calculator is also not going to write me a small report on of mice and men <laughs> well true <laughs> that is true but you know so so fast forward to where okay yes we all do have calculators or most of us anyway have easy access to one and as a matter of fact they've built curriculum around the fact that we all have calculators now right so then we also have you know think about the birth of wikipedia and you know people were really wigged out about it and yes in the early days wikipedia was a wild west mess of who knows what you would get over time many of the entries have been you know corrected and fact checked and you, you know whatever other terms you want to use where it is the actual information i always one of the things that that, that i don't know i always gravitated to in terms of allowing any of the students that I was teaching, allowing them to use it is, you know, A, they still got to check their sources as far as I'm concerned. That, you know, Wikipedia itself cannot necessarily be a source. But if we think back to the days of, uh, you know, encyclopedias, the, the, the big, you know, 82 volume encyclopedia books, those were all intents and purposes, you know, they were edited by a handful of people. Here, you've got the world editing this encyclopedia of knowledge so it, it stands to reason to me anyway that and, and perhaps this is the wrong way to look at this but that you've got all of these eyes looking at this information and if it's wrong people are going to fix it whereas if it was wrong in an encyclopedia it was wrong until the next version that you were able to afford to buy came out yeah yeah i don't know yeah. maybe it's just me no, I don't think it's you. Um, uh, I think I wish I knew more about ChatGPT and G GPT, right? So what's that stand for, ChatGPT, exactly? Uh, you know, I, I should have that right here in front of me, but I don't. <laughs> so, oh, that's okay. I mean, I didn't know. Is it like, you know? It does mean something, and now I can't remember. It. And, I, and I really did. I, I really did have that in front of me a minute ago. So you just you caught me off guard. Well, you know, it's funny. You said the wild, wild west of Wikipedia. So I guess we're now into the wild, wild west of, uh, of ChatGPT. GPT. Yeah, right. Of you know, of, of AI. Yeah, of AI. Well, I guess Will Smith's going to slap somebody and say, "You keep the chat BT, GPT out of your mouth." <laughs> wow, the Wild Wild West got me caught on that. You know, he was in the Wild Wild West there. Um, but uh, you know, here, here's the thing, though. To me, that's one of those things where. Uh, okay, I'm trying to find GPT three, or you know, and what it means. And I'll be honest. Um. <laughs> There we go. Generative pre-trained transformer. Huh. So we got it's a bumblebee and a more than optimus the prime. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but here's the mm. kicker. Uh, and and the, to me, the key part of that is that it's it's trained. It's pre-trained, right? Meaning it has it, it doesn't know anything on its own. It has to be trained. It has to be given data. And really, that's one of the that's one of the caveats of whether you whether you like chat gpt and you want to attempt to incorporate that into your classroom or you think it's you know of the devil and it's the worst thing ever one of the catches is that it has to be trained so it's only as good as the information going into it and i know a lot of people are like well yeah but it scanned the entire internet well it did scan a whole bunch of the internet but here's the problem when it when it did this and and it completed its scan that was back in 2021 hmm. so for me, anyway, one of the catches here is, and especially if you're an educator and you're a little reticent about using it, 
make sure that the information that you're seeking and the content knowledge that you're trying to have demonstrated is newer than you know than the than the AI applications that the students are using. You know, if you want to ask them about something that happened three months ago, Chat GPT, it's not going to be in there. Right. So that's definitely a, a bonus in terms of if you're if you're wanting to have your students demonstrate that, but be current. Chat GTP is not going to be able to do that. So it's not um, it's not learning from questions asked to itself, is it? I mean, like if I say you, you uh, tell me about the Lunar New Year, uh, which you know is just now. It, you know, or tell, it me, would have, tell me it, the top five events that happened on the Lunar New Year in 2023. Yeah, it could not do that. Okay. So yeah. it's, it's not going out constantly learning. It's only learning what it had told to it the very first time. Right. Now, having said that, if someone published an article, say back in 2020, and they were outlining what was going to happen, sure, sure. then it, but would, it, it doesn't then occur it in that, but, Right. It, yeah. It's not going to have anything that is mm. current. So why didn't they set it to just keep learning? I have no idea. That's yeah, a good I think, question. I think we well, and, and 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 actually, it probably is. It doesn't need to become self-aware because if it can make right. itself, <laughs> yeah. right? Then, yeah, then it'll just Google it for you. Yeah. That's what it's doing. At that point, <laughs> while trying to get to the doctor, at that point, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So I, I think it's one of those things where, uh, you know. Uh, are students going to attempt to use this for you know outright plagiarism or or not even and, and plagiarism even even that is a pretty strong word technically uh, I mean I guess it's plagiarism because this other thing is writing it even though it's not necessarily getting that information from one particular source um, but the fact that they're not writing them themselves sure it's plagiarism from chat. GPT. Yeah. I get that. At the same time, you could just say, well, our teacher's going to start using this to come up with all their quizzes instead of just pulling them out of that file folder from 15 years ago. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and that's one of those things. In fact, uh, uh, I was reading an article not long ago, and uh, there, was a, there was a teacher who did just that. He went into chat GPT and said, hey, uh, generate 10 multiple choice questions on you know XYZ subject. And when it generated those back, six of the 10 were usable. So, you know, so so did it generate them? Yes, but of those, only 60% were usable. And, and I don't know exactly what that means. The article doesn't explain how or why those were or weren't usable. Mm-hmm. But that's but that's also showing you the 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 not necessarily the potential fallacy of you know the data that is in Chat GPT, mm-hmm. but more to me that's more along the lines of if I'm the teacher in the class and I have and I've got certain things that I want these students to know and certain things that I want the students to be able to demonstrate that content knowledge back to me, Chat. GTP is not necessarily going to know that that is what I'm looking for, right? It just it just basically did what I said, right? I told it to give me this, and it gave me that. Some of that stuff's going to apply. Some of it's not going to apply. I think the same thing can happen with student work. You know, I, I don't necessarily have a problem with a student getting some of the basic maybe groundwork information for it, you know, if they're going to generate a paper, let's say, then, okay, you can use that as to maybe get the basis. Or, I, I, again, I read an article where there was a teacher who used that, who had their students use that, and had ChatGTP generate an outline for uh, comparing and contrasting uh, these two particular uh, books that they were reading. Or uh, what, you know, uh, give me an outline 
that that discusses the uh, the the the, uh, the concept of I don't know let's say human sexuality in these particular works or maybe poverty in these particular works and so ChatGTP gives you know will generate that outline that could be a starting point for the students but also it could be that that outline has some issues with it that also need to be worked out so that's something that the student and the teacher would have to work through to make sure that whatever they were getting out of it is actually going to apply to whatever it is me as a teacher as i'm trying to get them to do does that make sense oh yeah completely i i think what it i think what i'm noticing you know just my understanding of what chat gpt gpt g g g PT. Yes, GPT. Yes. I think you were saying TP. I probably was. The toilet paper. It sounds like some great toilet paper. It's Chat GTP. I meant PT. Yeah. I think sorry. some people look at it as Jet Chat GPTP. <laughs> great. I'm going to say it enough. Yeah, I know. Now we're all going to be confused. Okay. Jet Gypt. Chat Gypt. Chat Gypt. That's what it there is. There you go. So I think what it is is most people are freaking out and overreacting at this point because, you know. It is what it is. Just like you said, it's the calculator, it's the computer, it's you know, using the web and Google. I mean, so it's just taking one less step away from you know Google. So it saves me four steps, but I still got to add more steps to it to prove that what it gave me is right. So, you know, I, I think I like the way, I know Canva has incorporated, uh, maybe it's ChatGPT they've incorporated, but they have this magic text that they're doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. But they kind of threw it out as, you know, hey, here's a way to help you generate, you know, top five lists and things like that to get you started to help you better create your own work by giving you something to start with. Right. And and that's it. You know, it's not going to do all the work for you. Yes, maybe in a crappy English class, you know, give me a summary of my semantic gives you a paragraph Mm -hmm. and a teacher will accept that and be happy with it. Just the fact you turned it in. That was going to happen either way, whether you copied it from a book in the library or, you know, ripped it out of a magazine. I, I, but I do agree with you. I think that you, the uh, the follow up and the valid the, the validation and the verification of the information you're getting from it is going to be the biggest thing. And eventually it's going to be the same thing. I, I understand this is A.I., but, you know, you, you, you and I were talking about uh, this kind of thing the other day, and you're telling me about a robot that made cakes. Tell that story, you know, about how it did actually um, make different cakes. Yeah, so uh, I, that's funny. I, I, I'd actually forgotten that we talked about that. Uh, I had seen a, a video. One of the things that people like to bring up, uh, especially about AI and robotics, is how there are certain functions that only humans can do. And, th- and this one was about cake decorating. And, and that may seem superfluous to some folks, but just bear with me and, and, and hang in for the ride. So there are robots that can generate the exact pattern cake decorating no matter you know what whatever it happens to be and and that that in itself kind of scares a lot of folks because there are some uh, you know, there are some bakers and, and some pastry chefs who are very, very skilled at some very, very intricate decorating when it comes to cakes. Well, yeah, there's robots that can get down to that nitty gritty fine, you know, fine tooth, you know, putting this exactly where it needs to go in this particular swirl and that particular. And, and, and so it's able to replicate that cake 
perfectly every single time. Okay, well, so now you've got cakes, you know, these cake decorating robots that's basically uh, a, a factory at that point, right? It's assembly line. Okay, but, you know, but I could, but, you know, and a lot of people might say, especially some, you know, higher end chefs may be like, well, yeah, but I can tell which one was done by a robot or not because of, you know, even, even the most professional perfect chef perfect pastry chef is still going to have you know this little tweak here or that little you know mistake here and you know i'd be able to pick those out yeah except turns out that the robots can do those too so you can tweak the program just a hair so that it's not picture perfect every single time and as a matter of fact, it doesn't even make the same exact mistake. So it's not like it's replicating the same weird little squiggle on a particular line every single time. It's that whatever it's adjusting is different every single time. So it actually looks like a human decorated the cake. And and so I don't know, I just it, that fascinated me because I, hey, I never in my life would have even thought that that was a thing. But the fact that, you know, yes, you can, you can tweak these programs to do that kind of work. And again, we're going, I'm going to go back to the whole, you know, calculator thing. And I mean, I can remember when I was in ninth grade, and I've probably talked about this on the show before, but it sticks out. This is how traumatic this was for me. But I can remember in ninth grade, I had a Commodore 64. In my Commodore 64, uh, I had uh, this, this dot matrix printer. Now, those of you listening, if you know what I'm talking about, you'll follow along. If you don't, you'll have to Google some of this stuff, okay? Um, but it had a 24-pin dot matrix printer, which for all intents and purposes was typewriter quality printing, especially in those days. And and so I had kicked out my paper using that printer. I typed it in on my computer, kicked it out, and my teacher wouldn't take it because I typed it on the computer. It wasn't a typewriter what are you kidding me? So somehow I was cheating because because I could save my work on my computer and then if there were mistakes, I could just go back and edit them rather than having to retype the whole paper again. What? Now, we don't think twice about that. You know, yeah, of course you're going to type it. You know, uh, you're going to put it in Google Docs. And not only are you going to put it in Google Docs so that you can edit it, but you're going to put it in Google Docs so that you can share it with me so that then I can make comments on your paper so that then you know what to fix. But duh. So I think this is going to be a very similar thing with this chat GPT. GPT? Yeah. All right. So I think this is going to be very similar in that um, the first thing you have to think about is think about all the times throughout our lives, you know, as we were coming through school, all the different technologies, especially those of us that are a little older and, and some of this stuff was like super new, but think of all the different technologies that are now just a part of the curriculum. I truly think this is going to be one of those things. This is going to be one of those things where, yes, people are, you know, some people are really freaking out about it. We're not exactly sure how to use it. We have cool ways that we can use it for the good. Of course, there's always used ways to use technology for the bad. But ultimately, students are going to be, you know, AI is going to be a part of their world, whether you like it or not. So the question is, how do we help them understand what's good about it? How do we help them understand what are the misuses of it and or what are the limitations of the AI, knowing that that is going to evolve. And so those limitations are going to change, but there will always be limitations. So, you know, what are those limitations and how do we as humans mitigate those limitations and retain our own being an English person, I, you know, retain our own voice when it comes to the stuff that we are turning in to the to the writing that we're doing to the projects that we're doing where we are using these AI tools to help 
either refine or define what we're doing without it being what we're doing. You know, that makes me think the history of Western civilization, which you're talking about there, has this proclivity of wanting to make us learn through failure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, you know, just your typewriter story. You right. know, that teacher, you know, they wanted to, and, <clears throat> and I think back on my Western civilization course. <clears throat> In high school, um, we had two grades. One was for content, and one was for the whole typing aspect of it. Mm. You know, how was it double space? Did it fit this? Did it, you know, right. all the margins? You know, let's measure it. Did you set the typewriter right? And and that's useless at this point. But you're right. That teacher wanted you to. Well, I want you to do it on a typewriter, so you have to go back and you know use the correct tape and use the correct you know white out and retype it and make it look good that whole thing that's quite interesting and and i think that's the scary part about chat gpt and even google docs i I personally know teachers right now in you know our educational system that did hate google workplace right they hate the idea of yeah just all the things it can do just the way spreadsheets work the way you know spell check works the way that just they hate it and i'm thinking to myself what you know it's amazing how we can take the history of western civilization and just keep kicking it in the shin every time it kind of gets listen you're moving too quick let me let me hobble you for a second here to slow you down so under the question i guess i have it's quite interesting it seems like if eventually it's like I think if I took if if we could do this if you could take a thousand seventh grade uh, book reports on Grapes of Wrath okay maybe that would be ninth or tenth grade but it, whatever grade it would be you take a thousand of those and you look at them how many of them are going to I mean how many times can you rewrite a book report on the Grapes of Wrath and it not eventually look the same at some point so does that mean that we feed in to chat GPT, you know, 5,000 10th grade book reports on Grapes of Wrath and it learns 2,000 ways to write it differently? I mean, is am I, am I kind of hitting it on the head there? That's kind of what it would eventually do is, you know, could you actually tell chat GPT, write me a report. I need a five page book report on the Grapes of Wrath. That's not like anything you've ever written before. I, I, I'm sure you could ask it that. In, in in all truthfulness, I don't think it could generate that at all. I mean, how could it possibly? I, I mean, just, go, you know. going going back to what you even just said, you know, even even asking, even right here, right now, today, go into any ninth or tenth grade English classroom and say, you know, you've read the the Grapes of Wrath, write a report on it, and and I want you to make sure that your report does not look like any other yeah. report ever done on grapes impossible, of impossible right no you can't yeah right. i'm sorry you just can't and that's and 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 i think that's one of those things that that's where the teacher really comes into play and and i think where although chat gpt can help the students maybe provide some framework to give them some information I think one of the ways that teachers are going to be able to tell whether or not a student is using the tool as their kind of quote final paper is you've got to know that student's voice, right? So you theoretically or hopefully you've done some work already where you've got the students writing things that have nothing to do with any of that so that you as a teacher learn what 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 does their phrasing generally like? You know, what do they sound like when they write? And and for 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 folks who, who aren't familiar with teaching an English class or or who aren't familiar with writing, 
as much as as, as finding a voice may come about, I, I can tell you those folks who are teaching that they do that. That is one of the things you you look for that kind of thing. You help students mm. develop that kind of thing yeah. to figure out what their voice sounds like. What does their writing sound like? So what happens is they turn in a paper that was kicked out by Chat GPT, and as the teacher, I can instantly look at that and go, mm, "That's not the way you write. Yeah. You don't you don't use those words." Right. You know, and I'm not saying that they're big, fancy, flowery words. A lot of times, it's just the phrasing. I had a student when I was doing, uh, when I, when I was teaching a class at one of the local universities, and it, it was a writing class. And I had a student who he, I mean, he outright lifted the information straight out of a web page and pasted it in, and I could tell instantly, mainly because the paragraphs beforehand were in his voice and the paragraphs after were in his voice but this one section was clearly not the way he talks at all i mean the the words were different the the verb usage was different everything was just different and i was like dude so i mean i did i you know and again it's all electronic so i grabbed it did a google search on it and sure enough it came straight out of this web page and i said look you plagiarized this i mean you you didn't cite it you didn't even change it i was like no you're gonna have to rework this because it's not you and and i and i truly believe that that is where the educators are going to find their strengths when it comes to how to mitigate any negative aspects of you know any of these kind of ai quote-unquote helpers so I, I understand now if I'm going to write a paper in the future with Chad GPT, as I say, write it in the voice of Stephen King or like, you know, something like that, which <laughs> right. in the which, style which, of Stephen King, well, that would be interesting. Wouldn't well, it? well, here's the thing. I, I'm pretty sure it can already do that. I, as a matter of fact, um, it's, it's really cool. They actually have, anyway. well, they actually have programs and, and have for many years, they have programs where you can feed them text and it will compare the writing of that text with all of the you know all authors and how whatever all's in its database and come up with and say this appears to have been written by jack kerouac uh-huh. we go oh wait really you know and in fact that's how they find sometimes they find people who write you know kind of either under a pseudonym or they write anonymously and they figure out you know who wrote it because their style is a particular style and Very they go um it looks like this is so and so and then ultimately that person goes yeah it was me yeah you know so i'm guessing though you know we're talking about the fact that it's doing writing and summaries and things like that does it do math i that's a good question i've never i've never i, I don't know, know. That's does a good it question. do science I, answers does it do you know i'm, I'm i would i would have to assume you know, like if that I, it does if both of those. I had these 50 questions in history class concerning the Civil War, and I just fed right. them into it and got the answers. Right. Well, I do know that Since there it's is- historical, how would you know that I cheated on that? I mean, right. I mean, history's history. Sure. You know, if I took 50 questions and dumped them into chat GPT and it just gave me the answers, it's the answers. Yeah. Well, yes. And, and, and to me, that goes back to the old age that's question still going to google, google and asking the same thing or Wikipedia. if i can so, if i yeah. can google the answer it wasn't a good question which takes me back when teachers would ask me this 15 20 years ago i'd say well then give them 500 questions and quit give them to 50 right i mean what difference keep, keep them working just the, they're going to learn a lot of stuff they're going to read it anyway they're going to transfer it from what they've asked the question and getting the information into 
Yeah. Right, and 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 that that whole aspect of it gets into that whole you know regurgitation. If, yeah. if I'm just in your class to regurgitate the information that you gave me that you already know, and all you're doing is seeing if I can regurgitate it back to you, did I learn anything? Yes, no. How man. how many classes did I ever attend? You know, in, in through all of my schooling, whether it was you know from K all the way up to my master's degree, where I had classes where that's exactly what it was. You're going to give me a bunch of facts, and I'm going to turn around and give them right back to you. Did I learn anything? I probably didn't. I don't remember any of it. It's crazy, man. That kind of sounds like standardized testing or something. You're crazy. (laughs) I'm a crazy person. Yeah. Regurgitating stuff. I mean, you're going to piss off our listeners. (laughs) Well, Well, that's pretty interesting. I've learned something about chat GPT. GPT. That's going to get us, isn't it? (laughs) That's right. I think that's a graphic, by the way, if you're getting, if you're looking at the graphic, this is going to say chat GTP with the TP crossed out and the PT written underneath it. That's right. Because we're not really, we're still confused. That's right. There's those two guys on the edge of tech guys getting it all messed up. But it's really, that's really interesting information. And I guess um, I don't have a chat GPT account because it was already full. Yeah, I I can't get in. Yeah. yeah. So you can, you can Google chat GPT and I guess, can you you get on a waiting list, I guess is what you do? I I don't know if there's a waiting list. I think you just try to sign up and I guess at some point it'll let you it's in like a lottery yeah normally it just says uh you know we're full yeah so okay well you know so oh well what's that ever be in your favor fate thing you know the mockingbird jaybird whatever the hunger games yeah. oh i have no idea what you have to go about. to okay. an island fight off a bunch <laughs> yeah. of teenagers and you get an right. account to chat that's GPT. right then you get the ai that tells you everything <laughs> hey listen uh i hope you enjoyed this show uh, don't forget to check us out on the web at sign at edutechguys or edutechguys.com uh, we'd like to say we're excited to be on the new B Podcast Network we're now members of the B Podcast Network so you'll hear a little bit of a front roll and end roll on all of our podcasts to let you know about the other podcasters in the network with us exactly hey but before we go we would be remiss if we oh. did not give you an edtech tip of the week and this is going oh. to be a quickie and it's a cool one and that is that you can add uh, captioning live captions to your Google Slides presentations. So while you're presenting, go down to the lower left corner, click the three dots and choose captions and go to the preferences, toggle on the captions. Right now they're only in English. Google will listen to you and transcribe the words as you speak. So you definitely want to play with that and it'll add captions to your slides. Awesome stuff. Really cool. Hey, listen, we hope you had a great time. We did. I'm Jeff Madlock. I'm David Henderson. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to the EduTech Guys. EduTechGuys.com. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master's schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out My Flex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com forward slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com forward slash BE.
Do you want to save time on prep work? Increase achievement for all student populations? Reliably meet Tier 1 standards? You, you can, can do, do it, it all, all but, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.